City with your hosts, KMC and Mega Mister 46. Welcome, everyone, to Geek City Episode 9. And today is a tribute edition to Stanley. I'm, I'm sure you have heard that on Monday morning, Stanley passed away at age 95, and the whole geek community was deeply saddened by it. But we're going to talk about his life, his legacy in this episode. So let's bring in Mega Mr. 46. How are you doing today? Well, you know, yeah, I'm just, you know, you know, I just, I just um, carried on yesterday on Marvel Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then I, you know, show my dedication to him, you know, mm-hmm. at, before I end the episode. And yes. That was the last segment. Yes, I, I did listen to that episode. It was an excellent episode. You went over uh, Stan Lee's uh, career. And yeah, and we're going to do the same thing here. And, and first, uh, my first question to you is, is what, how did uh, Stan Lee impact your life? Uh, well, well, tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, when it started out with uh, my brother and I, when mm-hmm. we were young, had the Spider-Man uh, PC video game mm-hmm. for PC. Right. Uh, we we uh, heard his uh, voice. Mm-hmm. You know, say welcome to New York City. Yep. Oh yeah, Stanley was a big part of everything Marvel. And, yeah, but. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Continue. I was going to say, but before he got into comics, he was a, a World War II veteran. Yes, uh, yes. Um, yeah, Stan Lee was born December 22nd, 1922. And yeah, he served in the U.S. Army in 1942. So at age 20, he enters the U.S. Army. So yeah, he's had a, a, an amazing life. 95 years old. And when usually celebrities, they die very young and, and with unusual circumstances. It's kind of a weird trend with celebrities, but Stanley was the total opposite, led, led a full, uh, vibrant life and, and, and died of apparently pneumonia. Um, so very natural causes. Um, so, yeah, uh, Stanley... Uh, meant a lot to me as well uh, just my first memories of comics was actually a cartoon uh, the Spider-Man cartoon back I think it was in the 70s it was originally aired but I watched it in the 80s and, and that was my first exposure uh, to Spider-Man that old old cartoon um, and but then uh, it evolved and I read the comics a little bit, not not too much, and uh, I think I felt like Marvel's resurgence was there was a, a the Amazing Spider-Man uh, TV show on Fox, and that series uh, really I th- I felt rejuvenated the Spider-Man franchise, and uh, and Stanley made an appearance in the final episode of that. 
and I'll never forget that particular episode. That that was amazing. The great way to send it off is Stan Lee um, um, meeting the thing he created, the Spider-Man. He created it, and he commented on it. It was really good. Um, it, it's on YouTube. Go check it out if you can. And, uh, uh, well, yeah. after this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Stan Lee appeared on uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. I think it was in the 90s, late 90s, uh, that episode aired. But, um, yeah, it was just, uh, what a great life. Let's go over the characters he created. Uh, of course, the first one was the Fantastic Four in, in 1961, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, mm-hmm. and he, and along with the like. Greg Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can't say... Yes, we have to say that uh, Stanley was co-creator of, of Marvel. He, he is definitely 100% the face of Marvel. But, of course. You know, yeah. but we can't... But we cannot, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. forget his, you know, his co-creator, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Jack Kirby also... Help create these characters, mold these characters, and and uh, Fantastic Four. Um, I would, you know, what I would say, not as popular as what the characters we're going to go over in, in the next few segments. But um, Fantastic Four with that family uh, of superheroes and, and kind of dysfunctional. Um, it it was an interest. It it's an interesting property. And unfortunately, the movies haven't really panned out. Yeah, first with the hammer, mm-hmm. and then and then the uh, one with with Chris Evans, who later became Captain America, Michael yeah. Chiklis, mm-hmm. and Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, yeah, yeah. Those movies were successful, but not n- not to the level of others. I know, but I find the uh, first, the two thousand five version, okay. Mm-hmm. And that, but the second one, not so much. Yeah. But the third one, well, I wish I had my money back. <laughs> yeah, they totally botched that one. I, I think Josh Trank was the uh, uh, director, and I'd even bother. Like, it, it, it was pretty bad. But, but in uh, 1962, he created three characters: the Hulk. Spider-Man and Thor, and, and those are iconic superheroes. Like yeah. definitely in the top ten of all time. If you want to rank, that's which is impossible in my opinion. But if you want to rank the characters, it, it definitely those three are in there. Uh, yes, uh, yes, they are. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, which one would be your favorite out of those big, the big three, the Hulk, Spider-Man, Thor? Well, it's a, let's it's a tough question. Really tough question. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Incredible Hulk, Thor, and who? Spider-Man. They were all created in 1962 by Stan Lee. Well, well, Thor is, well, well, sorry to say this, but a Spider-Man because, because he's the, uh, you know, just a silly, you know, mm-hmm. guy with shooting webs in a in a suit that's that has uh, webs on there. Oh yeah, y- and, yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
And Thor, well, you know, he's called the god of thunder Mm -hmm. for a reason because he's got a hammer. It is literally shot thunder to him, but Mm -hmm. yet he didn't get killed in it because he's a god. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one, but I would. I would definitely agree with you. Spider-Man is definitely, out of those three, my favorite. Because I think, for most of us, he was the first one we were exposed to. The first one we followed. Um, And he became a hero by accident. And he was pretty... We pretty much could relate to Peter Parker. He was kind of a nerd and and not very popular. And and most people can relate to that. And and then he he gets bitten by the spider and becomes this superhero. And and we can't forget Uncle Ben saying, with great power, there's great responsibility. Yeah, before his murder. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those words, to me... Stan Lee and those words are linked. Um, uh, he, I'm sure he was the one who wrote it. And uh, it, it just uh, such a huge lesson, a life lesson for everybody. Um, so we got to thank Stan Lee for that. That that was just, uh, I think, one of the most iconic moments in, in superhero comics and in film. Of when, course. When... when um, I'm, I'm sorry, I forget the actor's name in, in the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi film uh, said, uh, with great power, there's great responsibility. Um, I don't know, that that gave me goosebumps in the theater. Um, yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that, it, it did, you know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more emotional than, than yes, and I'm going to mention it again, his mm-hmm. murder. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just uh, it's what how Spider-Man became to be because of that murder. Uh, he could have stopped it, but he didn't. And uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely the most memorable moment in Marvel. It, it's pretty close. It, it's definitely up there for me, anyways. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then. Let's see. I'm just looking at his timeline. 1963, a year after the Hulk, Spider-Man, and Thor, he created Iron Man and X-Men. Oh, yeah. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iron Man was really the the first movie that, that brought back the Marvel franchise. Like, it, there wasn't... Like, the Spider-Man movies were successful, but... It did. It was owned by Sony, and it, like it, it was just it was just Spider Man. But then Iron Man came along with Robert Downey Jr. and and totally started Phase One of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of uh, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so far pretty good. But other sort of you know, like man, you know, the reviews from critics. W- w- oh, as it went along. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. I, I really liked Iron Man 1. Iron Man 2 was good, but not, yeah. Iron, I think Iron Man 3 was better. What, what do you think? Well, I did see Iron Man 2 in a the movie theater. And I, mm-hmm. was, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those uh, critics' perceptual got an up. 
According mm. to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, it was good. It, it, they, they all were good. Um, but I, I really liked one because it's an origin story. I, I guess I prefer origin stories. Uh, even though I kind of know what the story is, it's just fun seeing it. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention also a Thor mm-hmm. was, was the movie before the Avengers came out. Is of course right. right, you know, but unfortunately, it's got it's got mixed reviews. the The first Thor movie, yes. Oh, I I really liked the first Thor movie. I thought the other ones weren't. Uh, well, Ragnarok was was good, but the second one, eh, eh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the third one, that's where critics started to praise the character mm-hmm. because they were rather see a silly superhero film mm. and Ragnarok yeah, yeah. is one of them you know <laughs> yeah, yes that yeah that is it that it is and the X-Men uh, I love the 90s cartoon of the X-Men I thought it was awesome it, it, it went over everything it felt like um, the Phoenix saga with Jean Grey it went over that and uh, pretty much to the T to the comics was that was that uh, cartoon series. But the movies, they some of them good, some of them not so good. What, what do you think of, of the X Men uh, um, all around in, in media? Well, well, my opinion, I think I think uh, well, there's some that are pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, but then you know, Quicksilver came along. On the Days of Future Past. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was a, you know, that was the best moment of the X-Men. I agree with that. Everything's in slow-mo, but, but not from Apocalypse. Days of Future Past. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. The best uh, X-Men film thus far is Days of Future Past. X-Men Apocalypse, I didn't like it. Uh, I just, I don't know why exactly. Uh, because, because the, uh... Villain Apocalypse, played by Star Wars's yep. Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He looks like Ivan Ooze for the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It just—I don't know. It just maybe it was too much destruction. I don't know what it was for me, but n- not a big fan of that movie. But Days of Future Past, it kind of reboot the system and and. Uh, and, I know, and, yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. and the post-credit seats—that's mm-hmm. that's where a Logan comes in. That's that's where Wolverine didn't right. start out great. I didn't like it that much. Obvious reason: Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the first that uh, Ryan Reynolds looks good, and that you know. Yes. Oh, he's the perfect choice. For but, but unfortunately, transformation not so much. Um, sorry, who, sorry, say that again, who? Deadpool. Yeah. Transformation. Not so much. Okay. You know, it, his mouth is sewn shut. Oh, you're talking about Wolverine Origins. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm focusing yeah. on Wolverine first. Oh, yeah, that was a poor representation of Deadpool. We, I already, I totally forgot about that even happening. <laughs> even though. It was so bad. Yeah. 
they yeah. totally botched, botched that character. I don't know who directed that movie, who wrote it, but that that was not good. Yeah, neither was the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Wolverine came in. Um, I didn't. I didn't see that, but you know, so like, thankfully, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny that Ryan Reynolds went back to playing that character, even though it was so uh, so bad the first time. But he he came back and, and got new writers and new directors and and totally revamped it. That. And made it cool again, so that's good. Yeah, to the definitely we know and love. Mm-hmm. The foul mouth murk. <laughs> but but I yeah. just want to focus on Wolverine. You know, that's yes. one of the X-Men. Yeah. Then ended his road with Logan. Mm-hmm. And that one, that's the movie I wanted to see. Yes, yeah. We all wanted to see an R-rated uh, Wolverine movie, and we got it, so... Yeah, I yeah. see how his story ends. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see with the X-Men in the future how they incorporate them in the MCU, if they do at all. Um, because we know Disney now owns X-Men. Uh, the deal is in, now, the, at Deadpool and Fantastic Four, that deal ain't going to close till till the new year. Oh, okay. I thought that was a done deal, but it's not. It's not officially signed. The T's are not uh, crossed. The I's aren't dotted. I guess. <laughs> yep. Okay. Like I say, not till twenty nineteen. But but let's yeah. get back to uh, yes the timeline of comics. Yes. Okay, I got it here. And uh, in nineteen sixty five, Stan Lee created the Inhumans. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, that one I'm not really familiar with. I haven't really followed. So well, well, uh-huh. it's just that people read it and they claim that this is the ripoff of the X Men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so best skip that one. <laughs> okay, all right. But in 1966, he created Black Panther. Oh yeah! Now, yeah. now that we could talk about. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was all the way back in 1966, but I I feel like only in the last few years, Black Panther has been a thing. Um, popular, like very, like it's now probably the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time, isn't it? Well, maybe Avengers is, but. I know, I know, but I was going to say just, uh, you can go ahead and, and talk about it. Yeah, no, I think Black Panther is probably the the standalone highest grossing. I, I'm not sure though. I I don't have that number in front of me, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, Black Panther is definitely. Uh, I first heard of him when he was appeared in Civil War, and I didn't know of the character at all because he never appeared in cartoons or or, or uh, movies before that. So, well, well, mm-hmm. sometimes we're glad he did not appear in those movies. The Hammer ones, because they were not very good. Mm. Or Phase mm-hmm. Zero. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad they included them into into the movies, because uh, it's a very cool character. And uh, Wakanda is very interesting. How, the origin of it, how, how they got the, the, the precious metal from space and yeah, 
Yeah, I'm so, it's kind of shocking that it never appeared sooner than it did. Of course, you know, that's why Black Panther is my favorite MCU hero. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, the character in the film is, uh, of course, in my mm-hmm. opinion, the best MCU film. Oh, yeah. In I, my opinion. It, um, I would say best standalone hero film. It's definitely for Marvel. It's definitely up there. I still really love the first Avenger movie. Uh, the I that to me is my favorite um, as a group setting. Um, but for standalone, definitely like origin story, Black Panther's so cool because the villain kind of has the hero's journey, and, and uh, you kind of see why he's like the way he is. We don't really. Like, we just, the other villains, they're just evil because they're evil. Like uh, Thanos, we don't really know why he's so, he's like the way he is. Kind of, but not really. Yeah, but, but I was going to ask, uh, which of villain you talk about half the hero's journey? Oh, Killmonger. Um, yeah, Killmonger. Uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, is, the 2015 hmm. Human Torch. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan tends to play these characters where he has to avenge his father. Um, he he's gonna be Creed uh, in Creed Two. Let's talk about it briefly. Uh, Creed Two, he he's avenging his father's death. Uh, yeah, basically the son son of a murderer. Right, <laughs> son of Drago uh, or Drago, whatever how you want to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Drago. Yeah. Son of Drago, he's, he's going up against him in Creed 2, but it reminds me of what happened on Black Panther. He's kind of avenging his father's death but unlike, in Black Panther know, 2. So, unlike, uh, of course, of Black Panther, Creed, he's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, exactly. He's, he's the good guy. He's the protagonist. Definitely, 100%. But, yeah, it's kind of funny that way. But, yeah, um, yes, Killmonger had a hero's journey. And that was really interesting. We'd never seen that in hero in these hero films before, where the the bad guy kind of you kind of see where, okay why he's the way he is. <clears throat> yeah, but instead, you know that mm-hmm. part, you know, was just stunned me where he you know where he you know would rather die than you know get be. Yeah, that was kind of shocking. I thought maybe they could somehow imprison him and then he breaks out and then they could have a sequel but nope he's gone he's dead and uh yeah he's not coming back <laughs> unless the it's a time travel the next avengers oh right oh that, what year the avengers came out yeah i i don't have that in front of me but i can look that up while we speak <laughs> uh but i'm gonna guess i'm gonna just guess that the avengers came out in the 70s or late 60s but um well that's that's where i wanted to talk about yeah go ahead. the film the first film uh, when i was getting ready to go to branson on a, my band trip in high school mm-hmm. we we saw the avengers oh, on okay. blu-ray right so you didn't see it in the theaters uh no no but that's no, okay but but I mm-hmm. did love the film. Mm. This is a team up that we need. It critics, 
priced it. Oh yes, yeah. I I I really loved the movie. I thought it was great. Some people didn't like how much uh, at the end there was too much destruction, but what are you gonna do? Like that that's that's what it's gonna be. And I just loved the the chemistry they instantly had on screen. The, all the characters. Uh, yeah, they don't get along mm-hmm. at first, but then right. then then everyone needs them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, Cap forming the team in New York City. Like t- giving instructions, I I really love that moment, and uh, yeah, it was I. It's still my favorite out of all the the four of them. That, well, now three of them they've done. Four is on its way, and uh, here it is. So the first appearance, the Avengers number one, came out in September of nineteen sixty three. Ah, and, yeah, and I I was sort of wrong on that. <laughs> I said late sixties, but no, it was pretty close. Uh, to uh, Spider-Man and Captain America and, and Iron Man, pretty much they all came out around the same time, and so they must have had this preconceived from the beginning that all these heroes would assemble and form the Avengers. Um, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I, I'm guessing that uh, Stanley's final cameo will be in Avengers Four. Um, and that it, it, it's going to be funny and sad at the same time when that happens. Yeah, I bet there were going to be everybody in a theater applauding when it says says uh, dedicated memory of or for for our you know or for our you know mm-hmm. hero mm-hmm. Stanley. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting how how they present it, but. It, Whatever they do, it, it's it's gonna definitely induce some tears by the audience big time. Um, but just like um, Carrie Fisher, like that, just that little brief thing at the end, uh, yeah, it's very very saddening. But but uh, yeah, we move forward. Marvel is definitely moving forward, and uh, Stanley didn't really have any creative control on Marvel. Um, I think he lost it in the eighties, right? I think. Um. Yeah, with the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, I like you know, I like the Incredible Hulk TV show because you know, oh, the yeah. live action show. Yes. No, I remember that. Yeah, I was, I was uh, uh, watching that as it was on. <laughs> That's how old I am. Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk, and and uh, Bill Bixby. Like Bruce, Bruce Banner. Bruce, Bruce Banner, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a good series. Um, even though the special, there was no special effects. <laughs> but it, it was still very entertaining. I, I remember um, they, they killed off uh, Bruce Banner at the end. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, they did a, a TV movie and, and ended the series that way. I know, and the uh, TV movies are not very good, though. <laughs> no, no, and I think Thor made an appearance. I'm not. But sure. although Stan Lee made a cameo appearance as one of the jurists. No, yeah, I, I did not know that. Yeah, huh. yeah, Stan Lee's cameos. We should definitely talk about that um, before we we uh, head out here. 
head out of here. Um, so many cameos, I can't even name them all. Basically, every Marvel movie thus far, he's he's made an appearance. Uh, is there one? Well, there's there one that sticks out more than the other to you? Well, obviously the. Oh wait, oh wait! Out of the, all the cameos, mm-hmm. obviously the MCU. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, definitely yeah. the MCU ones. But is there one in the MCU that that uh, you remember the most, like the most memorable to you, or no? Well. Yeah, there's so well, many. I, there's just so many. It's hard to pick. I was gonna say the Ant Man one, where he's dubbed by uh, Michael Pena. Uh, you know where he's the bartender. Oh yes, yeah. And you know well, it's kind of sounding like a drunk history. You know, one. You know where where historical figures get dubbed by drunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry. What movie was that again? Ant Man. Oh, an Ant Man. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Ant Man. Another. Great Marvel movie. I just, I, I guess I'm part. Um, I'm very favorable towards the the origins, the origin movie. Um, I don't know. I guess that just. <laughs> yeah, but that's not Hank Pym's mm-hmm. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. It's Scott Lang's. Right. That's Ant- true. Man, where mm-hmm. yes, his love interest in the comics mm-hmm. of Scott Lang is, it's <clears throat> Hank and. And uh, Janet's daughter. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking my favorite cameo. The, I don't know. For some reason, the one I remember the most is the one in Thor. And everyone's trying to remove the Molnir ha- the hammer. And, and Stanley gets in a truck and, and hooks on and, and tries to pull it. And the entire back end of the truck pu- pulls off, and then he goes, "Did it work?" <laughs> uh, I don't know that one. I found the best for me. Like I, I just remember that one the most. And uh, yeah, he 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 will definitely be missed. Not just for the cameos, even if the Marvel MCU didn't didn't uh, exist, he would still be missed for for all the work he's done with comic books and creating these heroes that mean a lot to so many people, me included. So yeah, uh, we'll never see another Stan Lee again. Yeah, I know. Cause there's only one. Mm-hmm. Yep. The face of Marvel is gone. But uh, like I said, uh, we move forward. Marvel move forward. A, a new phase of movies are, are coming. We haven't really gotten any official word on those, but um, it's not over. Like th- this is going to go on for a, a few more decades to come, I think. And of course, I've moved on. You know, mm-hmm. to to do the uh, Marvel Tuesday episode before mm-hmm. you know I paid tribute to you know Stan Lee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I listened to that. It was a good episode. And uh, yeah, um, are you going to do a Wednesday Awakens today or? Um, of of course I am before I go to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Regarding okay. to uh, you know, yeah, to the uh, Disney Plus streaming service. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, there is big news. We'll, we'll get into it next week, but but uh, yeah, there, there's a, a show coming 
like a Rogue One type of show. And uh, but, but we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else you want to add before we sign out for today? Of course. You know, where everyone will remember him, uh, you know, for a, a cameo in Marvel Magic, where Avengers Infinity War, the party seat, he mm-hmm. drinks the, uh, you know, the Asgardian liquor. And then he was stood there stunned saying, Excelsior. <laughs> and yeah. not not to mention mall rats and a big hero six. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and even the T Titans. Uh, oh well, that 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 T Titan Go movie that must not be named in my presence. Right. He made a cameo appearance in it. Oh, I didn't know that. But I usually blame things, you know, like 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 Kill Cartoon Network. But mm-hmm. but I would never blame a movie for Stanley's death because you know they're not the reason you know right Ex- exactly yeah and, and I I heard, heard you mention DC had had statements about uh, uh, Stanley as well that's how big of impact the, the the biggest competitor made a statement about Stanley's death so you know like this guy is so influential. Yeah, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I think that's it for this week on Geek City. Uh, thank you, Mega Mister Forty Six, for joining uh, this special tribute edition to Stan Lee. And everybody, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was my, you know, suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for your suggestion. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, on our minds. I think for a while. Um, it, it's, it, yeah, it, he's had a major impact. So I think the rest of this week, you'll be seeing some more tributes, uh, more other podcasts, other uh, social media posts on Stan Lee. So uh, I, I will uh, end this episode uh, with a, spe- a special message uh, from Stan Lee, and I'll po- post it at the end. And you'll, So stay tuned for that. Of course. Okay. All right, so that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, oh! Before before you we close yep. this episode, let's just say this word together. Okay. In dedication, Stanley, that famous one word okay. he always okay. says. Okay. Okay. Let's try that one more time. Excelsior. We can't do it like him, but we tried. All right. Thank you. Oh, well, I can. Uh, I'm going to do this. Excelsior. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, But the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, 
Hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior! <laughs>